Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, hustlers. We know that this 2024, the entrepreneurial journey is filled with challenges. An often overlooked aspect is the time-consuming task of processing payroll and managing government requirements. And did you know that the average admin spends a whopping 50 hours per month dealing with just government compliance? That's time you could be spending on growing your business, or let's be honest, taking a well-deserved break. But fear not, we got a game changer for you, introducing Sprout Solutions and their tailored solutions for MSMEs called the Payroll Starter. With Sprout Solutions Payroll Starter, you can finally reclaim your time and get your life back on track. Say goodbye to the stress of remembering tax dates or worrying about missed payroll runs. This bundle is designed to make your life easier and your business more efficient. And here's the best part. The cost starts just at 5,000 pesos per month for businesses with up to 10 employees. Yep, you heard that right. That's just 5,000 pesos per month. So why spend another minute routing in payroll paperwork when Sprout can revolutionize the way you manage your payroll and government requirements? Take the first step towards a more efficient business today. Visit sprout.ph slash payroll starter monthly 5k. If you missed that, don't worry. We have it in the description box of this episode. So click that too. And again, big shout out to Sprout Solutions because your time is too valuable to be spent on paperwork. Reclaim it with their payroll starter. Now let's begin this episode. The Hustle Share podcast is brought to you by Union Bank Global Linker a free digital platform that empowers Filipino MSMEs to digitize their business and go global. Sign up now at unionbank.globallinker.com to get a free ebook on surviving COVID-19 for your business. Also by Ideaspace, a nonprofit supporting innovation and technopreneurship as a path to nation building. Ideaspace runs an annual startup competition. For more information, make sure to sign up for their newsletter at ideaspacefoundation.org slash connect. Also powered by Podmetrics, the only analytics platform you'll ever need for your podcast. Sign up now at podmetrics.co for free and use the code HUSTLESHARE. For me, I just do what's best, what inspires others. You know, I don't focus much on, on what I can get, but I focus more on what they can benefit from me. Welcome to HUSTLESHARE, the podcast that features the daily grinds of unique hustlers around the world. To show not our differences, but that our hustles are very much alike. Now here's your host, Ronster Bait Young. Welcome to episode 96 of the Hustle Share Podcast. My name is Ronster, and I'm your host. And this episode is powered by Union Bank Global Inker, a free digital platform that empowers Filipino MSMEs to digitize their business. We are a proud affiliate of the Podcast Network Asia, but before we begin, we'd like to remind you that this podcast contains not safe for work language, so make sure there are no kids when you're listening to this, because today is going to be one of those very inspiring episodes featuring a man that really made it from rock bottom, and his name is David Almeral Jr., 
of Multisys. Now, David had very humble beginnings when he grew up in the province from a poor family, and he'll tell us how he became a working student in order to get through college and become a freelance computer programmer very early on in his career. Now, it was a roller coaster ride because he failed in his first attempt at business, and he had to go to the Middle East where he was illegally recruited and was stuck there for a while during the war. Now, David will share how he hustled his way to survive and actually support the family back in the Philippines, even though he had to take a lot of odd jobs just to make ends meet. David will also share how he got back to programming and how he made it back to the Philippines, where he failed again with another business where they absolutely lost everything. And David will share how he struggled to get job opportunities, which eventually led him to start programming again and turned out to be Multisys. Now stick around till the end because he will share how he was able to scale the company up all the way to how he got PLDT Group to acquire Multisys as well. So if you're ready to learn the hustle behind Multisys, let's begin this episode right now. Welcome to the latest episode of the Hustle Share Podcast. We finally got him, um, which I always say, by the way, because the people that we invite in this show is not easy to get, you know. Um, and this is the, the 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 thing that we wanted to do in Hustle Share is we want to make sure that, you know, regardless of how difficult it is to get the people, because everybody's busy, especially the ones that we feature here, we want to show that we can empathize with them because if the if we can do it, if they can do it, you can do too. So again, I mentioned in the intro, in the intro. Let's welcome to the show, Mr. David Almirol of Multisys. And the crowd goes wild. David, welcome to the show. Hi, Ron. Good afternoon. Thank you, thank you. Again, I'm a big fan. I love your office. I love your story. I've been standing you a little bit uh, from 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 for a while now since that 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 episode. Uh, about you and Esquire came out. But I've known about you for quite a while because of my co-founder, JC Velasquez, who's also an amazing uh, developer as well. But before I get carried away, I'm going to ask you the million-dollar question. David, what's your hustle? Oh, um, I have a lot of hustles in life, Ron. We're, we're focusing on a, a lot of you know, partnership because my business is more in partnership. So their hustles become our hustles. So, of course, we also focus on helping our partners in growing their business mm -hmm. and uh, especially helping also our employees to find their passion, you know, working with us. So, mm -hmm. for us to be able to hustle as well. That is amazing. And again, I'm a big fan of what you've been able to do because you had such uh, an amazing story and that's what we're going to be dissecting one by one. But before we dissect anything, I need you to buckle up because we're going to ride the Hustle Share Time Machine. Still, we don't have a budget to change our sound effects. <laughs> Still sounds like a, uh, a fucking fairy tale, by the way. But okay, let's go all the way back. David, how was it growing up? Where did you grow up? And did you have any inclination to being an entrepreneur growing up? Because you, you, you had an amazing story. You're borderline, you know, like, like this MMK style, you know. But oh my God, you, you just had a great uh, start to what you did. Tell us about that and how did, uh, did you have any inclination of being an entrepreneur earlier? Oh, well, I, 
we I grow as a you know I, I grow in a very poor family, but my parents are really inter- they have this entrepreneurial skills of surviving. You know, okay. my mom is a market vendor. Okay. Uh, my dad is a farmer, so we have a small land that he planted all these uh, vegetables and mm-hmm. uh, you know grow also the livestock. And then uh, there you go, I learned to become like uh, a business person in a small way. So my dad is very creative. I learned from him. I learned how to survive in a way that uh, as long as you are, you have the skill set to 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 manage things. As long as you are creative, agile, I think you can survive. So I learned that from my uh, from from my parents. That's amazing. Now and again, that's very important because coming in from from a you know from a from a poor background, which I I uh, I, I share that that passion. You know, I came from a poor fashion. We always had that. Uh, chip on your shoulder i would say was that fair enough that like you know this is this couldn't be just it i need a better life for my family was that one of the biggest uh, uh passions or one of the biggest reasons why you hustled so hard to you know when you are in a hard condition or in a difficult condition you, you start dreaming okay? you start thinking that someday i will i can accomplish better than this so it gives you the passion to not only to dream fairy tale stories, but you are mm-hmm. dreaming the real dream. Mm-hmm. So one step at a time. So I think uh, because of the passion of uh, I would like to have my family, I would like to to have a better future and help also back my family who sacrificed so much for me. So maybe that's how it triggered, you know, the, the way that that I'm doing things now. That is amazing. Now I, I want to know how you built it up because the Rome wasn't built in a day. Right, you have to go through a lot of things. What was your early hustles that you did uh, growing up? Did you, you know, sell some stuff, or did you uh, do some side hustles where you were studying? No, um, I was a working student, you know, okay. when I was in college. So I, I do because I need to support my parents. Although I'm a scholar, because I have to maintain my high grades to have this scholarship. Okay. But for me to have like some kind of like allowance, I had to do uh, tutorials, and I have also to oh. do uh, some. I do some projects of my classmates, so right, I am right. I am like doing a lot of thesis for my classmates. So that's my first that's my first uh, business that time. Mm-hmm. And what was your biggest fascinations back then, when when you were young? I mean, I, th- I think you took up uh, computer science, if I'm not mistaken. Is that correct? Yes, I did. But my first love is uh, because I'm an artist, so I, I okay. love to draw. I love to ah. I love to uh, create uh, art. So my first course was. Uh, architecture that's my okay. first uh, course of choice but <laughs> the fate turned around and then okay. i don't know I I, I I i i chose a computer science than than uh, uh architecture got it which again i don't think you chose wrong because look at you now right you you, you know sometimes when, when we're young we are, it's about following what's in your heart you know so sometimes there are there are chances that uh, fate will direct you to this side even right. you don't like it you know that's true that's true now okay you took up uh, computer science now what was your first job because again this is i always say it i've said it in so many episodes now you know our, our first jobs can be the biggest influence of how we're going to do our careers moving forward because if we end up in a situation where i'd have to say if we end up with the wrong boss and we get uh trained with the wrong mentality, the wrong skills, that can stick around and that's a bad habit that's going to be very difficult to remove. For you, what was that and what did you do? Oh, for me, I just do what's best. Uh, uh, I, I do what, what inspires others. You know? I don't focus much on, on what I can get, but I focus more on 
what they can benefit from me. And uh, I think being honest to them that uh, I can do this and this one I cannot do this, it will, you, you will gain traction, you will gain respect of, of being honest to them. So I think exposing your, your skill sets to them without, without you know, overdoing it, I think that's the best way to do it, especially dealing with, with the multiple people that you don't even know, right? That's correct. Now, okay, after graduation, what did you do next? Did you go to the Middle East first? Because that's a big highlight of your the feature in Esquire Mag, which, by the way, if you want to check out the whole Esquire Mag, it's going to be in the show notes on hustleshare.com. So don't worry. You don't have to Google that. Or if you want to, just Google David Almirol in Esquire. It's very easy. But um, what did you go straight to the Middle East? Oh, I, I, I started as a... Um as a computer programmer, as okay. a, uh, you know, a freelance computer programmer. Okay. So I, accept, I accepted several you know, small jobs, you know, doing mm-hmm. small, small things. And, you know, I gained respect from that. You know, as I said, little steps, small steps at a time. So mm-hmm. proving to them that you can do the job. Okay. And, uh, you know, I, it's all about getting respect. You know, computer programming skill is not easy, you know, because nope. you, you need to make sure that, you, you you can you can perform what they ask you. It's like converting their ideas into into a live uh, uh, thing, right? So right. I think that's quite unique. That's correct. So after the freelance gig, because again, the, the the thing about freelance, yes, you do have a lot of time. Yes, you have a lot of freedom, but a lot of also the biggest challenge that I also saw uh, with with multiple guests that we've said it is that the mentorship you would have to work extra to. St- Teach yourself the skills and, and you know the, the competencies that you need. How did you upskill yourself on, on those things when you know um, education kind of has a or if it's in school they have a platform a, a format of how they're going to do it. And after that you're on your own. And you know if you don't have a good system or a good uh, insatiable thirst for for knowledge, you're going to have a hard time. Innovation is my passion, you know. So I think the moment that they ask something to solve, because I love solving problems, I, I love mathematics. That, that's my first subject. So I love I love formulas. I love algorithms. So the moment that I can see someone having hard time mm-hmm. in terms of a processes or transactions, so it's like it's it's really nice to create a solution out of that. Mm-hmm. And software is the best you know solution to do that. Right. So I think that's that's the way uh, I think, especially when I was starting. Okay. Now I'm I'm curious. How did you get your first clients? Because the, what year was this? Because back back then it wasn't as mainstream now, where you you can literally talk to a dev uh, over the right forums and whatnot. Before is very difficult. And again, there was a stigma against it. Ah, yeah, you're a computer technician. Are you good with computer? <laughs> they try to box us into a little thing that you know they, they think it's the same thing for everything. That they don't understand the concept of software and hardware and all those things. How did you get your first clients back then? It's, it's quite hard to get the first clients. And uh, I think... You have to do it sometimes in a without even charging. You know, it's like yeah. you give it like like free. You know, I, I'll do this for you for free yep. just to prove myself. So that's where I started, and I I I started doing a lot of things without even them paying me. So mm-hmm. and then they discovered that hey, this guy is helping us, mm-hmm. and he become an asset to the company. And then without even uh, telling them to pay you, they will pay you because that they they will now realize that this guy is helping us. So it's now about time to help him as well. So I think lending your strength to others is, is a very nice approach. 
Absolutely. So, and again, because sometimes that's one of the biggest mistakes that the young, the young kids want, to, want right away. That you haven't proven anything and you want to get paid right away. Right? You got to prove yourself first because if not, then you know, it's an uphill climb. You have to earn your stripes as they say. Now, David, I'm curious. One of the biggest highlights again in your story was you went to the Middle East to serve there. How did you get there and what did you do there? Well, I was trying to apply abroad because that was the only hope that I have, especially when I started my first business. My first okay. business was a computer shop. So I, okay. I started uh, doing a, like internet cafe, okay. but uh, that's a big failure. That's the okay. first failure that, that I've done. So my first choice is to go abroad. So I was expecting to become a programmer. Of course, I applied mm-hmm. as a programmer, but uh, I was illegally recruited in the Middle East. So when I was there, there there's no job, no employer. So what shall I do? And I cannot contact anymore the recruiter. So I don't have choice but to accept any job available there. So there you go. That's how 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 these things started. Especially when uh, when they offered me to go to to Iraq. And uh, well, that's the only choice that I have at time. Wow. Uh, better pay, but risky because that's the time where you know that's the the, the crucial war that time oh between my US God. And, and, and Iraq and uh, 2003 to 2007 is actually the operations of Iraqi freedom. So oh yeah, so I don't have choice. But when I went to to, to to Iraq, I I learned to be you know one thing I learned there is when you are in a place that that uh, people are you know being uh, being killed or being like yeah. uh, bombarded with bombs every day. It's like you're ready to die anytime. And one thing I learned there is you, you should not waste time. You know, I, I think discipline and not wasting time is the best virtue that I've learned in that uh, in that location. Wow, that's amazing. I can I cannot imagine. And again, we've seen it in the news. We've seen it in you know documentaries everywhere and some movies even. But just just living that. I can just imagine, and you, you said it, if you're ready to die, that's how bad it was. But what I wanted to understand is, in such a dire situation, how did you make ends meet? And how did you spot the right opportunities when everything around you was a complete you know, mess? Um, well, it's quite obvious. Life is so short. You know, I've seen people die. I've seen my friends suffered. And I, I've also seen a lot of friends that, uh, you know, they lost their, their friends. And... Uh, one thing that that uh, molded me there is do not waste time, you know, and uh, you need to make sure that you're relevant. Mm-hmm. You know, spending so much things on useless things or nonsense things is, is not the way to do it. Mm-hmm. And as long as you have chance to like like to contribute your strength to them, to inspire them, to make sure that you're relevant to them, mm-hmm. those are the things that I learned in that place, especially mm-hmm. during that time. Okay. Now I'm curious, David, when you're in that situation, what's your mindset like? Because, you know, it's easy to stay positive when you're in hindsight, like, ah, okay, I learned that, blah, blah, blah. But you, when you're living that life, what was it on a day-to-day basis? Because, you know, if, it, if it's survival and your life on the line, and, you know, and you still manage to, you know, spot the right opportunities, upskill yourself, and even get and thrive in that environment, that is extraordinary. You know, if you're in that kind of situation, you focus on, on the future. Okay, so, of course, I think about my wife, I think about my kids. So I, I need to give back also to my parents because we lost everything. You know, before I went abroad, we lost everything. We lost our house, we lost our business, wow. we lost our friends, we lost, you know, it destroyed a lot of uh, relationships because of my failures, my first failure. 
And by the way, we're just talking about the first failure. The next one is the second failure, the bigger one. Right. Okay, so, so what I'm saying is, once you are in that situation, you focus on the future. And then, and then I think it's all about focusing on what you can do today so that you can affect the future. And creating more, that's why I, I, I'm not getting tired of like, uh, like, like learning from different people. So I take that for, for granted. I met a lot of good people. I met a lot of good friends. So what I did mm-hmm. is I absorbed all this knowledge and I know that I can use that in the future. Got it. And in the article, one thing that really struck me was you did some janitorial work uh, in, in, in Iraq. And all the way to you became again go went back to your roots, which is programming. Walk us through how you became uh, how you got from doing janitor work, all the way to now spotting the right opportunities again, where you were able to thrive. When I accepted that the job, of course, my my intention is to become a programmer when I'm inside Iraq. Right. But while waiting for the job, uh, again, there's no available job yet at that time because you know it's quite messy, and. Uh, and uh, of course, there were opportunities that I need to make money, man. So, so what I did is there are, there are offerings that, hey, can you be a janitor for the moment while we're waiting for your job? So I accepted right, right. all of that. Wow. And it's quite amazing. It took me like more than a year to become like a janitor in that place. Why? And, you know, I think <laughs> wow. in the first several months, you, you feel like you're so down. But the moment that you, 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 you learn to love what God gave you, I think that's the one that uh, that could inspire you, and then people will look at you that that hey, uh, even in the small things I'm doing, I, I become like a employee for several, you know, like consecutive like six months there as a janitor, and then they promoted me to become a merchandiser. Then I become also a warehouse worker, and then I become also a cashier. So little by little, they realize that I don't complain. I think one thing that I learned is whatever burden you have now. I think you don't need to complain. All you need to do is just do what's best. You know, yeah. what, what can you do best? And show to, 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 and show to everyone that you can do it, right? So That's amazing. All right. Now, let's take our first break. And when we come back, let's talk about how you got back to the Philippines and how you built your next business. Well, let's talk about that more after the break. You should celebrate yourself every day. But some days, you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey guys, I have a very, very exciting opportunity I want to share with you guys. If you're a B2B startup founder, listen up. Your ticket to growth is here. Introducing Impact 24, the Philippines' largest B2B SaaS challenge. 
calling all startups in their pre-launch, pre-seed, or seed stages. This is your chance to accelerate your growth. Submit your pitch to Impact24 and get ready for a 10-week intensive program to elevate your solution. What's in it for you? How about up to 500,000 pesos in MVP project support, exclusive credits from industry partners, personalized mentoring, and a shot to pitch at SASCON PH, the country's biggest SAS conference this April. But yo, you gotta hurry up because submissions close on January 26, 2024 already. Don't miss out on this opportunity to take your startup to new heights. Apply now at saschallenge.ph. That's saschallenge.ph. And good luck and I'll see you guys in Impact 24. And we're back from the break. We're still with David Almiral of Multisys, who again, I, my, my jaw was on the floor the whole time <laughs> when you were talking about, I cannot imagine, as much as I want to empathize, I cannot imagine living that life. But I'm curious, from Iraq and you're, you doing all these jobs, you know, how did you get back to pro- programming and you know, get your feet back up and uh, get some traction to now decide to come back and do another business here in the Philippines? It all started about a broken laptop. So inside the warehouse, when I was a warehouse worker, okay. so I found a broken, you know, a, a laptop. It has a screen that's it has cracked, right? So it's a broken okay. laptop. It's still working. Okay. And I plugged that in a monitor so that mm-hmm. I can do and start again programming. So the first system that I developed there is the warehouse management. Because wow. I noticed that uh, they noticed that my boss are <laughs> they're using Excel to, to do like wow. inventory. <laughs> so wow. I made this system as a warehouse management system. It's a very simple system. So I showed mm-hmm. to him and also he realized that you're a programmer. I didn't realize that you're a programmer. So again, that's even not my job that time because I was a warehouse worker. So you know, give them now the, the impression that I can do a lot of things inside the base, not only uh, being a warehouse worker. So I started enhancing the system until it become more, more, more uh, advanced, and there you go. So we we we've used that in our daily day to day operation. Got it. Okay, so David, after you you built the system, we using a broken laptop, which by the way, amazing. What did you do? Did did you now uh, get your mojo back trying to program, and how did you you know scale up from there? Well, if you're not doing anything inside Iraq, imagine uh, there are no you know. No parks there, no malls. Basically, life there is really like empty, you know. So yeah. the only way for you to spend time is, you know, learning. So you learn a lot of things. So of course, I I, I read books because we have also some some books there, and then okay. I started doing programming again. So I enhanced my skills, and then a lot of uh, programmers uh, um, uh, from different countries, from India, from the U.S., from from China, from Japan. So so I, they become my friends and they started mm. showing me what they can do. So there you go. So I started, you know, learning from them, you know, trying those things that, that, uh, that uh, can create a lot of technology and solutions. So there you go. That's where the growth started. So learning from this uh, um, uh, brilliant uh, individuals inside around that time. Got it. Now, how did uh, you... Uh, get the opportunity to come back and uh, did you have the resources to at least start again when you uh, went back here in the Philippines? Yes, I learned uh, um, I, I earned some so enough to, to you know to, to build another business so 
2007 when uh, when uh, they started removing uh, troops already in, uh, in in Iraq. So I don't have just but to but to to go back okay. because to be honest, uh, the reason why why I cannot go back in the Philippines is that I don't have passport. They 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 captured my passport, so what? I don't have. I don't, I don't have a way to, to go back that time. So that's okay. why I, it took me more than more than three years okay, to be in Iraq without going home at all because I don't have any document to, to go back. So right. when I got back, of course, I, I started, you know, my biggest problem is instead of me going back to where I started to become a programmer in the Philippines, okay. I went back to my first mistake. So I again put up my business in the Philippines as a computer okay. store. So that's mm. where... Okay. I started this in the Philippines. Okay. Computer store. What, what did you try to do? So when you say it was a mistake, what was the biggest mistake you did? Because again, um, a lot of startup founders that also flourish don't get it in the first uh, try. So I, 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 that's why I know, I know JC. And that's why I have, uh, again, shout out to my former intern, Ane Vargas, who is now... A, the head of Corpcom of Multisys under Dave. So she was my intern. My first startup, uh, Dave, was called Party File. And that failed. And that shook me. But again, in hindsight now, I'm glad that happened because that also made me. I knew I now have a playbook of what not to do and how to do things properly. But for you, what was that mistake? And what, what did that teach you then? My mistake was uh, I'm trying to do a lot of things. You know, not focusing on the, on the best skill set that I have. So so I tried to become a computer store while I'm doing, you know, some some programming as well. That time the computer is is quite a trend business that time. So a lot of like that's the time that people are really buying a lot of computers. Okay. Um, so I started doing that and uh, I was enticed also to uh, to become like a wholesaler mm-hmm. of mobile phones including uh, laptops and other gadgets. Mm-hmm. So, and I was quite excited because the business is quite booming and I'm seeing that a lot of uh, customers, you know, appreciate what I do. Mm-hmm. My biggest mistake is I'm trying to expand big immediately. So I am quite, mm-hmm. I, I'm a rushy person. I would prematurely. Like to, prematurely. Prematurely. You're young and stupid, you know, I would, you would like to expand immediately without realizing the risk, okay, of expansion. Right. So, there you go. So that's the second biggest mistake. And to be honest, I lost everything again after that uh, that experience. So that's the uh, second biggest failure that uh, that I that and I that, encountered. That's again nothing. And people always always say that yeah, just it's okay to make mistakes. But coming from a point of view where I I fucked up big time, <laughs> people don't understand how hurtful it is. That you know, because at the end of the day, you let, it's not just yourself that you let down, which is, by the way, the worst feeling in the world. The the worst feeling is you let so many other people down, employees, you know, customers, whatever, and that creeps in on you. And sometimes, you know, and I, I'd say this: the biggest uh, thing that that takes away is your confidence. Right? Can you still do it and whatnot? But again, I, I'd probably uh, say that you know, when when you lose everything, you're rock bottom. You have no choice but to get back up, because you know how are you going to pay the bills? Especially if you have a family, you can't afford to be you know sulking for so long. How did you get back up? Because nothing is not, There's nothing like failure. Right? But again, there's not nothing teaches you like failure either. 
Um, how did you back get back up, and what are the things that you did right this time? You are you are correct of saying that it's really hurtful, you know, not not only for yourself, but you fail a lot of people. You fail your I failed my parents, I failed my yeah. family again, and there you go. This is way way bigger mistake than the first one. So, you know, sometimes proving something to your loved ones is also the problem. You know why? Because especially when they expect, you know, uh, expect so much from you yeah. and then you're trying to accomplish that in a very short period of time and you're failing. And the moment that you're failing, the moment that you try again your best and actually yeah. try your best, you fail again. Yeah. So that's where I learned sometimes you need to be like, you need to slow down. You know, you have to yeah. slow down and think. And I learned that you cannot do things in a quick way. Yeah. You can, you know, you, you can, and that's the biggest uh, second lesson that, 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 that I've learned. Although I'm a very disciplined individual, I, I'm, I'm, I'm quite a perfectionist guy when I do something. Right. But, you know, there's no such thing as perfect in this world. And even the most brilliant guy out there, they commit mistakes. And, but my biggest mistake at the time is I did not listen also. Mm. So, because I, I, because I think the self-confidence that, that sometimes if you have that self-confidence that, that, that you can do it without listening to others, it will lead you to failure. So that's the second, um, that's the second lesson that, that I learned. That's amazing. Now, uh, how did you get back up? Because again, uh, getting back up from that failure is always the hardest thing because at the back of, my, uh, back of your head, and this is what exactly how I felt, the first question that uh, uh, that always there's this alter ego now, you know, you have a conscience that says, "Can you really do it?" You know, and that voice is so loud, you know. <laughs> but again, I, I for me, I dug deep. It's like, fuck, my family can't afford to. to I have bills to pay. I cannot uh, be down for so long, right? I I can I can lick lick my wounds uh, through time, but yo. The bills are scarier than anything. For you, how was that like and how did you uh, slowly got back up and lead, leading up to how you built Multisys now? You know, that's when you learn that you are not enough. That's the time that you, you will now learn to lean to others. Mm. And the moment that uh, you, you realize that you yourself is not enough. That's the time that you will now realize that there are better people out there that I can lean on. So that's the concept of multisys nowadays. So when, when I fail for the second time, my, my best option is to go abroad again. Okay. So, uh, well, just to be honest with you, we lost again our house. You know, even my parents, because they even supported me. They even, uh, you know, use our, our house to, as a loan to the bank. Yeah. Collateral to for us to have you know additional capitalization, but again it failed. So I don't have choice but to to apply to abroad again. And uh, there you go. So when I was in in in, in Metro Manila, uh, of course I don't I don't know anyone here. I am okay. totally stranger in Manila. No relatives, no friends, no connection. Mm-hmm. So the best place that I can I can go are these recruitment agencies, right? So I have okay. to. Uh, I have to walk, you know, and, 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 and apply to multiple recruitment agencies. Okay. And then from that point on, uh, how did you get the break uh, to give you the, 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 the now? Because the, the, I'm, not, I'm not sure if you went back or you stayed here to really take on projects as well. But what, what was that break that, that you needed to, to, to start everything up again? There's no job, you know. 
I, I tried, I applied to a lot of companies, even local companies like uh, call centers. I was yeah. rejected because wow. my English is not that good. Okay, mm -hmm. so I, I, I was waiting for the, a promised visa by a certain recruitment agency. There's no job abroad. So, and wow. they even gave me like, like, like hope, false hope that, uh, hey, your visa will, will come mm -hmm. and you have to do, do that. I don't have money to go back already in, 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 in Isabella. So oh, I don't have choice. You're stuck. I'm stuck, and I was even sleeping in literally in the couch of the recruitment agency. Oh and the recruitment agency is asking me why you're staying here. Of course, I told you I don't have money to go home. I don't have place to stay. You know, I don't even have money to to pay my fare to go back to Isabella. So this guy, this guy told me, okay, you are a programmer uh, while waiting for a job and for you to have money. Okay. So can you can you develop my system? So that's that's where wow. I, I started developing the system. So I developed okay. his system. So he gave me like twenty five thousand pesos as a payment for the system. But <laughs> by I, the way, Ishan, by the way, whoever is listening to this, if you think twenty five thousand can get you shit, that was totally predatory. Twenty five thousand pesos for software is nothing. Okay, but just putting things yes, into perspective. Yes. That's shit, okay? Just, just putting, if you think that some, but, you can take advantage of someone out there, it's like, oh, you're a programmer, I'll give you 25K. Sorry. Let me just burst your bubble right there. That's not how it's, again. But, yeah. but as long as I can eat, you know, my, yeah. I, I'm not worried about the money. Right, and now right. that's where the mentality of surviving, you know. Sur surviving, you, you forget about the money anymore. Right. And then you start now proving yourself to them. And then uh, I was able to implement it after three weeks of uh, of, of, of the development. He was quite amazed on the on the, on the technology that I developed uh, from an end-to-end -end solution perspective. So th there you go. So instead of me going abroad, uh, that system was acquired by his friend and his friend wow. and, and his friend. So that's where I started. And then there you go. I can afford to have my own... Uh, uh, <laughs> I, actually, I live in a squatter area at that time because I, I can only afford... Uh, Five thousand pesos, uh, you know, Rent. small uh, apartment. Yeah. So I was in a yeah, squatter area in 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 Santa Ana. So there you go. So then I started, you know, doing smaller systems like uh, grocery store, smaller, mm. uh, smaller businesses like pharmacy, um, um, small uh, uh, like recruitment agencies, travel agencies, and other mm -hmm. uh, different kinds of uh, smaller businesses. So I developed mm. their system. To be honest, they're paying me less, okay, than they're paying to any other to any other software company. Right, but, right. but one thing I learned is about the money. It's about the quality of work that you have, and gaining respect that you are not focusing on the revenue that you can get, but you are mm -hmm. focusing on helping their business. And now they realize that because of this, because of the system that I gave them, mm -hmm. without even paying me the right price, is actually, mm -hmm. I think. It's like a giveaway, you know, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. price to them. But, 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 but they realize that that I become a vital, vital uh, tools or like a vital uh, piece um, to whatever like they're doing. Stepping stone of the grow. Right. And then as they grow, as they grow because of the technology that I gave them, now they also look back and this mm. guy is the reason why I, I I I grow my business because of the technology that he gave me. So I repeated that model. I repeated that model. Got it. Now, how, what did you dif do differently this time? Because you tried doing businesses twice, right? But this time, 
you got it right, you know, especially going back to programming. But again, you also mentioned what did you do right and how did you lean towards other people? Because you said you can't be on your own all the time. So I'm pretty sure you did something different this time, you know, uh, like hiring a team. Did you look for a co-founder? What was it like for you? Well, for for five years, I am I am the programmer, I am the salesman, I am one man. I am me, one man one army. Man so at that time, I don't have office yet. My office are inside coffee shops. Okay. So that's where I develop my systems, and then uh, I met a lot of uh, contractors, uh, bidders, and other software company. Instead of them hiring ten programmers, I'm, sometimes I can I can do it by myself. So they they're wow. saving money. So I think. Because of those lessons that I've learned from Iraq, because of these brilliant individuals who unselfishly, you know, um, gave us all the know-how of, of developing a lot of things, I used that as my stepping stone that I can prove that, uh, you know, now we have this know-how to develop, you know, more advanced and more useful and more um, comprehensive but, uh, you know, um, effective system. So okay. there you go. So that's how I started. That's amazing. Now, what were the skills you had to learn outside programming? Because again, when you're a one-man wrecking crew, you also have to do accreditation, billing, invoicing, everything else. That is not pretty. Nobody likes to do that, you know, especially if it's not part of your competency. Um, but you have to, especially if you're a one-man team, you have to figure that out and not fuck it up. Because if you screw it up, again, cash flow will also be delayed, especially accreditation, collections, and everything. How did you uh, upskill yourself in those things? Um, when uh, when I was successful in delivering uh, like small uh, uh, systems, right? So I think the the success there is they realize that you know they have to support me because they save money because of me, and then they make money because of me. So I become like a tool for them to grow. So I like that, you know. I don't want to be the one, uh, you know, getting the fame. Let them get the fame. Right. But at the end of the day, as long as you are empowering them, that's why the uh, the, the name Multisys is word uh, word like empowering your business. So as we empower their business, they empower us back. Okay. So that's the that's the model. That is amazing. Now, okay. Um, let's take our last break. And when we come back, let's now talk about how you built this mammoth of a company from being a one-man team for five years. Well, let's talk about that more after the break. Hey, Hustlers, it's time to talk business once again. And we're excited to share a bit more info about our sponsors, Sprout Solutions. And again, just like what I said at the start of the episode, you should check out Sprout's Payroll Starter as you grow your own startup. Because this bundle that they have is literally what you need to take your startup to the next level as you grow your employees. And this bundle is your key to freedom, including payroll outsourcing to experts, a subscription to timekeeping and attendance software, and government compliance services. Sprout's Payroll Starter has you covered for payroll, BIR, SSS, and taxes. All the stuff that no founder loves to do. So let Sprout handle the busy work and say goodbye to lines and tax payment stress. All this for as low as 5,000 pesos. Again, that's just 5,000 pesos all in for your payroll and HR needs. So visit sprout.eh payroll-starter-monthly-5k or again, just click the link in the description box of this episode to elevate your business management game. And again, big thank you to Sprout Solutions liberating your time for what truly matters. 
Hey Hustlers, wish there was an easy way to open a bank account and grow your money without the hassle of lengthy application process and income documents? Well, I got good news because today's sponsor, Uno Digital Bank, is here to help you achieve your financial goals. You can easily open an account with the Uno app in just five minutes and one valid ID. And as one of the six digital banks licensed by the Banco Central ng Pilipinas, the company is committed to providing customers with simpler, better, and more accessible banking. Last year, Uno Bank was recognized by the Asia Banking and Finance Awards and bagged the title Open Banking Initiative of the Year due to the success of its partnership with Gcash, one of the Philippines' leading mobile wallet platforms. And with the Uno mobile app, you can access an hashtag UnoReady savings account and enjoy daily interest crediting. With their hashtag UnoEarn or hashtag UnoBoostTime deposit accounts, you can enjoy a high interest rate of up to 6.5% per annum. Enjoy monthly payouts with hashtag UnoEarn in flexible tenors with hashtag UnoBoost. Other app features include pay bills, the Uno Virtual Debit MasterCard, life insurance, scan and pay with QRPH, and phones. And the one thing that I really love about Uno Digital Bank is they're open to collaborate with a lot of Filipino startups. I've had a chance to see the partnerships that they've had lined up with the startups that they have, and it's truly exciting to see how a digital bank like Uno can enable startups to unlock the power of fintech through digital banking. So if you're ready to elevate your banking experience, download the Uno mobile app today from the Google Play Store or App Store. Or if you want to collaborate with them, I'll be happy to give you an intro. Just shoot us an email at hello at huffleshare.com. Hey, hustlers, I hope you're having a great 2024 so far. As you know, a lot of startups had a very challenging 2023, and hopefully things are going to do better this year for a lot of us. Not just because it's the year of the dragon, but also because our sponsor, Dragon Pay, is here to help your startups process payments in the most efficient way. Established in 2010, Dragon Pay empowers businesses of all sizes to accept and disperse payments through secure and convenient channels, giving your customers the flexibility to choose the payment method that suits them best. With over 85 partner channels, 35,000 partner branches nationwide, including QRPH, e-wallets, crypto, buy now, pay later, and many more. They also process an astonishing 15 million transactions processed globally each month. Dragon Pay is your trusted choice for online payments. And here's something to show you how legit Dragon Pay is. Dragon Pay was named FinTech of the Year at last year's Philippine FinTech Festival in 2023. So let's make 2024 extra prosperous for you and your startup in this year of the Dragon. For more details, head on over to dragonpay.ph. That's dragonpay.ph. Trust the pioneer, trust Dragon Pay. And we're back from the break. We're still with David Almiral of Multisys, who's now uh, reached a tipping point into uh, how it is. But Dave, what I want to understand is from that point on, how did you grow from a one-man wrecking crew to now uh, having a big team behind you? And what was the adjustment that you had to make? 2014, um, now I started started getting uh, large contracts. Mm. But I cannot do it alone. So now I started scouting, you know, uh, individuals to, to hire. So okay. I met, uh, uh, I met uh, several people, Jingo Villamore, I met him. Then I met also several like Nico Pinarodondo. Mm-hmm. I also met uh, Martin Nualan. 
So I built my best team, and these guys are amazing. It's like it's like we are one, you know. So yeah, we even we even created our group called the Avenger Group. So, oh wow! So, <laughs> you built the Avengers and you played Nick team. Fury. <laughs> so yeah. so yes. uh, well, uh, my code name was Iron Man. And oh, then, you were uh, Tony Stark. My bad. Okay, that's amazing. Ingo Billiamore became Captain America. Nico Pinaradondo <laughs> became the uh, the uh, uh, Hawkeye. And yeah. then, uh, of course, we have so we have Hulk. Hulk is Martin Wallen. Oh man, and, you don't want to uh, piss that guy off, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> you have to meet this guy. This guy is amazing. Okay, so okay. there you go. So that's where the multi You know, we have a uh, that time uh, we have a very small office, and okay. I've met a lot of investors. You know, some some good-hearted individuals that they yeah. lend their strength to us. Mm. So that's amazing. So from that point, how were you able to scale so fast? Because let's just call it call a spade a spade. You have a Google-like office in the middle of Paranaque, right? Who you now you have your own. Let describe us what you've built here. Because from that point, all to how many employees do you have now? Describe how Multisys is now. Well, even even before the acquisition of PLDT, we were able to scale up quickly mm. because of these uh, contractors that they engage us. So we become like a technology arm of multiple IT companies. Got That's it. why Multisys is considered as an IT company of the IT company. And a lot of uh, a lot of IT companies they spending so much money in terms of maintaining programmers, analysts, and expensive uh, uh, skill sets, right? Got so it. instead of them hiring these people, they realize that um, partnering with with Multisys will become you know more. Uh, uh, they can save more money and uh, they can easily scale up immediately. So we become like a technology arm of multiple IT companies. And then I, we started developing a lot of platforms. So we developed platforms for healthcare, platforms for the e-government, for e-commerce, for e-business, for, uh, uh, we also have uh, for academia, hospitality, retail, banking and finance. So we're able to develop these platforms and then we allow our partners to resell them. So we become like a factory of solutions. So we develop and develop and develop platforms, but we are not selfish. What we've done is we distribute the solutions to our partners, and our partners, we are the one who grew this. We are the one who marketed this. We are the one who, who, who implemented this to multiple clients. That's how the growth of Mosesis for only uh, like three years span of time. Uh, That's amazing. Okay, so now you've built this up. Now, um... I'm curious, what systems or what what changed from your role, right? Um, because at the end of the day, you know, you're used to being a one-man wrecking crew. And that role then evolves, especially if you scale so fast. There's always a new thing that you you find yourself doing. Walk us through that journey of how you became a proper CEO. Because I doubt yeah. you're still uh, uh, coding till now or as much as you had before. And, yeah. Programming is not a job to me actually. It's okay. it's programming is like it's like a game that okay. you would like to do it every day. It's like the passion is there. It's like okay. solving a lot of problems. It's the same thing like you know, beating an enemy when you're in the game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So same thing like that. So so we're able to scale up so fast because we're able to empower multiple businesses. Mm-hmm. And we're able to become an enabler of a lot of IT companies. Okay. So we don't compete with them. So we become like an Intel inside. You know, I don't mind whatever brand they have. I don't mind that they will gonna mark our technology as their technology. I don't mind as long as we are the one powering up their business in terms of technology. Okay. So I think the biggest success also of Multisys is IT companies realize 
that we are not a threat. Yeah. We become actually an enabler and we become like a, uh, like, like a, an engine for them to operate. So I that's think correct. that's the way to describe it. Now, I'm, I'm curious because, again, you're, you're talking about big ID companies. And one of the biggest uh, needs for proper tech partnership and proper tech uh, execution are startups. Do you also help out startups? Because, you know, a lot of people get burned by having the wrong, wrong CTO. I've made that mistake as well before uh, and whatnot uh, because, you know, you just take whoever knows how to program and you think they're going to do it. But, you know, it, when push comes to shove, nothing happens. Do you also help out startups in, in achieving their technical goals? And what's your approach in helping uh, uh, tech startups scale from the ground up? Yeah. What we've done is we have a lot of ready-made solutions. So we lend this technology to them and then we embed that to their ideas. So it's like bridging up the gaps. In the Philippines, if you realize, we, are, we have like green field in terms of technology, in terms of software business. Right. Because in the Philippines, we're just starting. Yes, we are behind, you know, in terms of technology, you know that. We are quite behind compared to any other Asian countries, right? So right. It's, it's quite a green field. And in, in, in the Philippines, we're starting. So we took that for granted, you know, mm. instead of them buying a super, you know, expensive solution while they can find a company like Multisys or other startup that can do better but cheaper solutions, they will grab it. In terms of startup support, we're able to support uh, many startups as well uh, um, nowadays. So what we've done is uh, instead of them like building a certain idea or a certain right. solution, the moment that we have the solution, we lend them that. So let Got them it. grow their own startup business. Got it. That's amazing. Because again, especially if you're in the validation phase, you need to get a product out fast. And you, can, you cannot afford to have 15 sprints just to create an MVP. Right? That's, that doesn't make sense. So and especially if you're trying to validate an idea, if it's software-driven, you have to ship out fast. And your, your approach allows them to really get the validation that they need right away. Okay. Yes, and you, you become like a shortcut, you know, Correct. Uh, instead of them wasting time and money. So yeah. once they see you that uh, you are, they're saving money because of you and they're, they're making money because of you, they will stick with you. All right. Now, last question before I let you go. Unfortunately, we don't have much time. What's next for Multisys and how are you now able to get PLDT even to support and again, fund you big time in just a short amount of time? Um. Yeah, I've met M- MVP in a, in, a, wow. in a restaurant and uh, it was introduced by a, by a good friend. So I just, I, I don't intend to sell Multisys or right. get investment because somehow Multisys is, is a revenue generating company. Mm-hmm. But one thing I like with MVP is he, he, he listened to me. You know, he listened to yeah. the vision. He listened to the, he listened to the uh, unique idea that this is how to grow uh, right. IT business in the Philippines. And uh, I don't know. And then he, he got interested of, Checking it, he sent. Wow. He sent an army of an army of due diligence team. So he wow. sent an army of accountants, an right. army of technology experts, and then take a look at Multisys, and it's quite amazing because they discovered that uh, Multisys is not a typical IT company. Yeah. So I, I think uh, that, that's how we got the investment of uh, the MVP Group last year. That is amazing. Again, congratulations. But what's next for you? So you have, you're now backed by MVP. You have a lot of resources. You have an amazing team, an amazing office. What's next? I would like to keep that, you know, th- that culture. You know, um, I mm-hmm. think the culture of having that mindset that Multisys is not just a company. It's a playground. Okay. I, I would love my, my team to be there playing, enjoying, having right. fun, you know, creating things. 
maintain their creativity, their agility. I think uh, moving forward for Murtisys, I would like to stick with that culture. And right now, we have more than 400 employees now. What? And we have hundreds That's amazing. And we have like hundreds wow. of, uh, of partners. In fact, we don't even... We don't even have like a sales team now because wow. we, we, we trust our partners. We give them solutions to sell. We white label them and then we allow them to grow. And I think as our partners grow, we grow. So that's why we have multiple, multiple, uh, you know, we have multipliers of growth. You know what I mean? So, there you go. so that's, the, that's the model of Multisys. Again, David, I know I, I want to ask more, but we don't have time. But again, thank you for being on the show. But before I let you go, follow us on whatever podcast app you're listening to. And if you did say some jargon, it's going to be the show notes in hustleshare.com. And if you want to get involved in how we grow this show, go to the Hustleshare community on Facebook. And lastly, message us on the Hustleshare chatbot at m.me slash hustleshare to uh, powered by chatbot.ph to get involved in who you want as guests next. Again, David, thank you very much. Thank you so much. All right. Have a great day. And I'll see you guys in the next episode. Peace.